I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Alrighty. Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Bevies. We really are getting good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's a really simple thing to get good at. It saves time when we only have to do that once. <laughs> Except... It takes away from the time we're saving when we talk about it every time we only have to do one take and we're like, wow. <laughs> it's the little things. How are you? Alive and well. Mm-hmm. I take that back. Alive. <laughs> How are you? Honestly, I am alive and well. Things have... Uh... Things have turned around for me a little bit, so. I I feel like if they had gotten worse from having a very scary neighbor, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I don't know how it could get worse from there. Yeah, I don't know how I would cope. <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a margarita ghost again. I think I uh, mentioned them to you before. They're like the kind of Bud Light Lime, but if it was a craft beer. Yes, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. It's in my notes on my phone. <laughs> it is so good. I'm so hooked on these things. They have got me in a chokehold. Um, I, I think I'm starting to get like a little sick of them though. I think I'm needing an, a new. <laughs> That's the absolute worst feeling when something you love to like eat or drink you can feel it going away. You like your passion for it. And you're like, mm, wow, this is going to hurt. <laughs> like it's still delicious. There's no question about it, but it's not, it's not as, the same. It's not the same. Yeah. It's starting to fade. So I'm going to need to try something new and hopefully hop on that bandwagon. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a green tea, (laughs) light caffeine, but not coffee because I've had enough of that today. (laughs) How are your exams going? Or I guess we'll just like, because I know that this is probably why you drink. So maybe I'll just ask (laughs) you why you're drinking instead. (laughs) Um, Yes, I had my last day of classes for my first semester of law school 
But that also means <laughs> I am. I know that sounded less than enthusiastic. I am actually happy that I am also severing. So I have exams starting on the 13th wow. of December. So <laughs> clearly we are pre-recording this as this comes out on the 15th. Yes. Yeah. I will be writing my second exam the day this comes out. How many exams do you have? Uh, four. Nice. I did get my paper back for one of my classes, though. And it's like a pass-fail class, and I passed. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> What's a pass-fail class? Is it just you either pass or you fail? And there's like, no. Yeah, like you don't get a mark. You just pass or fail wow yeah that, that must are... have been hard for you it's <laughs> you so like... much nicer <laughs> the bar is so much lower <laughs> I feel like you really like getting a high percent back though like I feel like you you like seeing 90 something percent on a piece yeah, of paper ac- academic validation is very important to me um <laughs> This is why I'm suffering. <laughs> you know, when people make jokes about, oh, law school's hard, and you're like, okay, it is hard. So, <laughs> yeah, I believe they were right. When they said. <laughs> there was never, I, I never doubted that. <laughs> Literally, law school. I know, but I was hoping I would just, you know, pick it up. <laughs> You were hoping to L Woods your way through law school. Yes. I think the real issue, I think, is that my outfits aren't that nice. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm not doing <laughs> well. So I need to pick up my fashion game. And then naturally, school will just fall in line. And then I'll have my L Woods moment. It's all about confidence. And I guess I love- the color pink. Gotta wear I'm gonna pink. wear a lot of pink for my finals. I wonder if anyone has ever like gone to law school like because of legally blonde and like tried to like actually be Elle Woods and like done like just dressed like her. I, I feel like I'm in no way am I saying that's the whole reason I went to law school, <laughs> but Watching Legally Blonde definitely impacted my future career choices because she was a fabulous and also smart. And I was like, incredible. That is who I would like to be. But I'm not quite as fabulous right now and unsure if I'm smart. So here we are. Dollar store Elwoods. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? Why? What are you drinking? Why are you drinking? Um, why am I drinking? I am drinking because I 
I'm like kind of starting to feel settled. I still haven't finished unpacking because I literally haven't had one day off except for today was my first day off um, since I moved here. So it's been probably like three weeks and I've just been working every day. Um, so I, I was pretty tired for a while, but I finally have a weekend um, and I'm going to unpack and like clean. I saw the goats today and the chickens and the llamas and the horsies. Um, and living on a farm is just the best. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to go back to city living, especially if I'm able to like keep this car because I still have like access to the city. I'm not that far away from downtown. Like I'm a 20 minute, 25 minute drive from downtown Victoria. But then I also get to come home and just like embrace the wilderness and have goats literally sit on my lap and cuddle me. I am living the dream right now. <laughs> that really is an ideal situation. And it's like, if I want to go see people and have fun, I can go do that. But I can also be a total hermit and just like isolate myself. But with goats and chickens and horses and llamas. Can you ride the horses? Um, I don't know. I might ask. I might try to be like neighborly and ask. I might maybe I'll do some holiday baking and take it to some of our neighboring farmers because we have like the horses and the llamas are our neighbors and then our other neighbors um have a winery so I want to make friends with those people because then I might not even need to go to downtown I can just go <laughs> to the winery every day it's like two two farms down from where I live so and it snowed here it's gone now but that just means we're going to get more snow this year, especially where I live. So I'm pretty excited about that. So we read a book. Um, <laughs> Technically, we read half a book. We did half a book. Um, I also kind of enjoyed your little mini panic when you thought I recommended an, like an almost 800 page book. <laughs> There are different versions of this book available for purchase. Um, one of them is about an 800-page version. And we had discussed previously being like, all right, so we'll pick a shorter book because it's finals, Sarah's moving, we're really busy. And I looked at it and I was like, how is 800 pages the short book that you chose? <laughs> I thought she was playing a mean game on me, but... Turns Audio. out I had just picked, I was looking at the wrong book. Yeah, because I think um, <clears throat> you can buy Little Women as like the complete works where I think it's Little Women and then, oh, it's called Something Wives. I don't know. It's basically about, like, it takes place after Little Women. So... I don't know. I, I, that part wasn't in the movie for sure. So I don't know about that, but yeah, just like the first kind of story of little women is what I chose. Not the full works. Also for anyone that has a, um, actually, I don't know if this is on non MacBooks or things like that. It could be, I just don't have any, so I can't check. 
but Little Women is available for free on like the Little Books app. Hmm. Yeah, so you just read it there if you want. Nice. They have a lot of uh, like classic books available for free. Good to fucking know. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I did mistakenly start reading a different book. What book? <laughs> Let me see when I start reading. Pride and Prejudice. Ah, oh, that's a good book. I like that book. <laughs> I got how far did I get? <laughs> 23 pages in. What's the verdict on that book? Those the, the first 23 pages weren't that bad. Also, I love the movie. So the movie's good. It's a very feminist book for its time. I think Little Women too. It's like a good segue into the spoiler-free aspect or aspect segment. Segment is the word I was looking for. Spoiler-free segment of the show. I liked it. Oh no, did you hate it? <laughs> no, 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 I I didn't hate it. Okay. I, I, I definitely liked it more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on books with old English. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't enjoy reading old English that much because it reminds me <laughs> it reminds me of English class. We know how you feel about English class. We had that discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like the English... It was older English, but I didn't find it as old. I don't know how to describe it. It just wasn't as bad. I think this book is a children's book or like a young, like it's a, it's an old book for kids. So it's like easier to read than an adult book in old English because it's not for adults. It's for people who are like teenagers basically, but okay yeah that makes sense then I was gonna say the English wasn't as bad as I was expecting so Mm -hmm. that I enjoyed I wasn't yeah I wasn't really sure what to expect with how it was gonna read because I knew that it was a book for kids so I was I was yeah I didn't really know what to expect but I was pretty pleasantly surprised because I I do I am the opposite of Kat I do like English literature but I it's not um, what I choose to read for fun because it's hard. Like you have to, <laughs> you have to really focus. You have to like Google a lot of things. You have to keep your dictionary handy all the time. But I didn't really have to do that with this book. Yeah, I feel like a slight aside from what we're talking about right now. I. Like, if I had to pick a favorite genre, I don't think before we started doing this, I would have given you, like, a straight answer. Because mm-hmm. I'd probably been like, mm, I don't really know. Like, kind of depends. I think I like fantasy books. Same. Like, I like it when there's, like, a full new world. That's, like, kind of like an escape when you're reading. Whereas I, some yeah. books are too, too real and it just feels like everyday life. So I'm reading for the sake of reading rather than like reading for an escape yeah I don't even want to say escape because that sounds like I'm trying to escape something (laughs) no I feel like I I 100% agree before this podcast 
I was the same way. Like I couldn't pick a favorite genre, but there, I think, I think with a lot of the books that we've read for the podcast, there, I would say probably only 50% of them were books that I just couldn't put down, but a hundred percent of fantasy books that I've read, I always like rush home and will like instantly start reading. Like, yeah. But when it, like, I think fantasy and even like sci-fi, like sci-fi fantasy and like dystopian, like just that sort of vibe. And it's probably because of the books that we grew up on. Cause we, our first series were like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, the Hunger Games, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I read Twilight. I know you didn't vibe with Twilight. Um, you know, like just like those, I like series too. I really like a good series. I think I prefer a series to a standalone book, which is why I really want to read Dune because <laughs> it's like a sci-fi I, fantasy series that I haven't read. <laughs> I do like a good series just because like you have more time in the in the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I don't think, actually... I'm trying to think of if any of these books were like that we've read so far are like this for me. But I love those books where you can be like out and about doing something and you just cannot wait to get home and read your book. I think Song of Achilles definitely did that for me. The Da, the da Vinci Code. I, I didn't, I wasn't as hooked on it as I know you were. Yeah, the first time I read The Da Vinci Code, I forgot about this. I actually stayed up so late for several nights in a row so I could finish this. Like every every work, because I was working at home at this point, every work break, lunch break, I was reading this book because I was so excited about what was going to happen next. I think the first time I read uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, I definitely couldn't put that book down. That was a good one. I think if I was less of a baby, The Shining would have been a book that I couldn't put down. But because I was a little bit afraid, it was actually kind of hard for me to pick up the book because I was like, oh, no, when is it going to get scary? Yeah, I it it ends with us actually was very easy for me to read. I wasn't excited to read it, (laughs) (laughs) but I was I was able to. No, it ends with us was an easy one to read. I'm just talking about books that I like looked forward to picking up because I definitely <laughs> okay, yeah, look yeah. forward to picking up it ends with us. Because even a difficult book, if I enjoy it enough, I will like be excited to pick it up. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like because I feel like the Da Vinci Code is a bit of a harder read, but I look forward to I did, I was like excited about it. Yeah. I feel like it ends with us. I was excited in in a different sense where I just had to know if something was going to happen to redeem the book. <laughs> and then it just never happened. And then it ended. <laughs> it's like, well. <laughs> oh, my God. Um Anyways, let's talk about this book. Um, do you have any spoiler-free stuff to talk about? 
No, I feel like I already mentioned the things that I wanted to can read it for free. Um, and the English is old, but it's all right. Um, I mean, I guess I would also like to add that I think it's quite a whimsical book. Like it does kind of bring you back to childhood a little bit with a lot of the like settings. And obviously it takes place over a time where the four sisters are children for the first half of the book. And then I think I'm pretty sure the second half of the book is going to be more of their lives as adults. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, but yeah, I just kind of thought it was like a cute, fun Christmassy story because it like takes place or it like it starts at Christmas time and it kind of sets the tone of like whimsicalness, I feel like. Can you not think it was whimsical? <laughs> I'm just thinking of like the not so great things that happen. You're like, <laughs> oh, it's all whimsy. I know that I'm like, okay. I know that there's not so great things that happen, but it's just like the the like it's like the tone of the book. It's the way it's written. Like it's written. Yeah, okay. Like, the tone is whimsy. Um it's written from like a younger person's perspective, kind of. The things that all happen are not all whimsical. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're expecting. Not gonna happen. No, no, there is uh war stuff and <laughs> <laughs> and other stuff there is war <laughs> it sounds like you have no idea what this book is on you're like it's super whimsical also there is war <laughs> There also might be some women. I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's all I can say that's like spoiler free. What's your, what's your overall rating? Um, I think I would give it an 8.5, maybe an 8. A little above average. Fair, fair. What about you? Um, I'm thinking a good 7.5. Okay. We're back to our consistent ratings where I'm either a point or half a point above you. Every yeah. Time. Yeah, I did really like it. I I liked the way it was written. I didn't love the way it was written. Um overall I like the story and there are certain parts of it that kind of made me feel like a little kid again, which I enjoyed. Um I think also, yeah, I just I just liked it. Didn't love yeah. it, but I liked it. I liked it. It was just it's cute. Sometimes you give me this look when we're talking about the books and I'm like, did you actually like really hate the book? You, you have this like these eyes that you give me when you're staring at me while I'm giving a rating and I'm like, oh, she's going to give it like a two. I've been told that sometimes when I 
stare it's it's not that I'm like you know when someone's talking to you and you're like looking at them mm-hmm. if I focus too hard I look a little bit intense and it can get it looks a little bit mean sometimes yeah you look um, fucking evil <laughs> evil aura <laughs> I mean that as a compliment you're definitely that, taking that, that is the aura that I want I'm taking that as a compliment <laughs> It's incredible how polar opposites we are. I don't think I have an evil aura at all. <laughs> What's my aura? This is going to sound weird, um, but it's the color yellow. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it to okay. you. Yeah, I would say yours is like a deep green. <laughs> um. All right, should we get into some spoilers? Because, yeah, there's not a whole lot spoiler-free that we can talk about in this book. Takes place, when does it take place? This was World War II? Question mark? (laughs) Whimsy. Just that that whimsical time period of World War II. (laughs) I honestly don't know when it takes place. I'm going to Google it. Just, you know, for shits and gigs. Oh, it was the 1860s. So was that World War One? Oh, that is World War Two. No. Oh, is it the Civil War? That's before. Both World Wars were in the 19s. What fucking war was this? Is it for sure set during war? (laughs) Yeah, because they always talk about how the father was given to the country. There's definitely war. Oh, was it just the War of 1860? Isn't that a war? I know of the War of 1812, but... Civil War of 1860... There was an American Civil War in 1860. Yeah, that would make sense. It takes place in America. We figured it out. You'll see. Clearly, I paid attention in history class. (laughs) So, yeah. That's our ratings. Let's get into some spoilers. Who's your favorite sister? I don't know, but I like maybe Beth. Mm -hmm. I think she's like the crowd favorite always really yeah just because she's so sweet and gentle and like can't really do anything wrong like she's just like she's never she doesn't have any you know I love how wholesome um her relationship with Mr. Lawrence was slash is yeah when she like went up to his door and hugged him I was like (laughs) it's so cute I feel like when I watched the movie, I didn't really grasp how young they were supposed to be because obviously the actors are all women, like actual women. Um, So like reading the book and being like, oh, they're like 16 and under. It like kind of changed the the perspective a bit for me. Um, Who's your favorite? I would probably say Beth as well. 
I mean, I like them all. Like, I don't really have a, I don't have an issue with any of them. My mom thinks I'm Joe. She was very passionate about that when we watched the movie. I can see your mom thinking that. I don't think I am, though. <laughs> I think my mom is just upset with me because I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> so she's like, you're Joe. You're angry and fucking boyish. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. You're like, thanks, mom. Thank you. I don't know if she meant it as an insult, but just because it, I don't agree with it, I took it as an insult. <laughs> so if anything, I would think you're more Joe. I can see that a little bit. Who do you think you're most like? I don't know. Who do you think I'm most like? I don't want to like say so myself. Aunt March. <laughs> this is this is the great thing about reading all of the same books is now when we talk if we want to like insult each other on different levels we have so many characters to pick from (laughs) (laughs) and this is why I read yeah a hundred percent I don't know. I could kind of see me being Amy. Beth on a good day, but I'm definitely not as good as Beth. I love, you know, when they say the title of the book in the book. Yeah. Everyone loves that. Yes. Um, I love how quickly that happened in this book. I just wasn't expecting it to happen in the first chapter. I think that's mm-hmm. very excited. I was like, oh, little women. There it's it is. really cute. It's so cute how like they're referred to as just little women. I don't know. I just found it really endearing. Yeah, it's also, endearing when like the dad calls them mm-hmm. my little women. Mm. It's cute. This book is very cute, apart from like the sadness and bad things. Like it <laughs> like you can't deny it. <laughs> it's a cute book. It's cute and whimsical, minus the war and sadness. Um, Very true. Another thing I wanted to say, it's uh, one of my notes, is that, like, there's a, I feel like sometimes when I read a book, like, the setup of the book, I don't enjoy as much, like, when they're setting up the characters and the setting and, like, all of that stuff. But in this book, I didn't mind when the author was like talking about all of the sisters because it was just like, again, just the way it was written, it was really well done. And I think it like it just really set up the book super well. So like I I know these sisters, like I know all their relationships with each other. I know what they're like. I know their hobbies. I know what they look like, you know, so it's impressive that you can fit that much information in like coherently and still tell a story in mm-hmm. a fairly short bit of book bit of book <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know how to put it <laughs> any other way in the silence was getting too long <laughs> so back on the topic of character development oh yes it back on the done. Top- well <laughs> maybe there'll be a huge plot twist 
in, in the second half. Ooh. And we'll be able to con- compare and contrast <laughs> both We Were Liars and It Ends With Us. Everything everything I read automatically compares and contrasts to those 100%. <laughs> I think my favorite quote in the entire book, it was Joe who said it because um, she was working for Aunt March and she came home and they were all kind of like discussing their days and stuff like that. Um, and she said in reference to Aunt Marge, uh, what a pleasant life she might have if she chose. I don't envy her much in spite of her money. After all, rich people have about as many worries as poor ones, I think. And I, don't know, I thought it was like a really good kind of perspective on life for like, I think she's what, 15? Wise words for a 15 year old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also, <laughs> I'm just thinking about how you thought this story was cute and whimsical. I'm, just, I'm not letting that go naturally. And I just remembered that um, a baby dies. <laughs> <laughs> cute and whimsical writing. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that war and the death of babies <laughs> is cute and whimsical. I love it. You're saying the way the story is told is whimsical All right. and nostalgic and cute. Sure, whatever. <laughs> no, just back to last episode when I was talking about how I'm a big fan of death. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're just a huge fan of Skilla or not Skilla, someone else. No, I think it was Skilla. No, there's another person that like uh, her husband. Oh, Medea. Medea. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, loops back to babies dying too. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I was like, didn't she uh, kill her children? <laughs> Not sure what you like in a story, but <laughs> I oh, feel like oh. we're getting to something. <laughs> Oh my god. Is this another thing about my comment about the book being cute? (laughs) Always. No, this this is on the topic of um, the death of the baby. (laughs) When Amy suggested to put him in the oven and maybe warm him up, I didn't like I know it says to revive him but I immediately read that as Amy when I was like oh well since he's already dead let's eat him I was like whoa now that was a plot twist I was not expecting Amy. <laughs> Amy had some character development and then change yeah Amy I, I mean I really I, I liked all of their character development I um I like uh, Teddy, obviously. I think he's like one of the like main literature heartthrobs. You know, like he's up there with like Mr. Darcy, you know, one of those. You're looking at me very blankly, so I'm assuming you don't know. <laughs> no, um, I'm trying to think who plays him in the movie. Timothy Chalamet. 
Oh, that's his name. Yes. And you, I do like, okay. (laughs) But I will say that I don't think he was a great choice for the character. Really? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're brown. Timothy Chalamet is not brown. Like they have like dark skin. They're like Italian and like, they always talk about like a brown face in the window. And I'm like, Timothy Chalamet is incredibly white. (laughs) Very pale. Inaccurate casting, I guess. I don't know why it matters so much to me. Like, even though I watched the movie first and I loved the movie and I loved Timothy Chalamet's like character in the movie but when I read the book and I was like oh he has brown skin that means it was incorrectly cast and I get like so offended by because <laughs> even if I liked the movie first I still think about all of the people who read the book first <laughs> who probably were <laughs> upset by that there are very few instances where you can choose movie over book yeah And even some of the sisters are kind of, like, not how they're described in the book. But, like, I think all of the actors in the movie are so good. Just so good. Like, some of my favorite actors ever. Like, fucking Emma Watson, Sarsha Ronan, uh, Florence Pugh, Timothy Chalamet. Like, just such a fucking all-star cast that it's hard to be mad about it. (laughs) I think what slightly threw me off when I started reading the book, because I, I know, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I know the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, reading the book, realizing that they're meant to be children. Mm-hmm. I think one of them is supposed to be, like, 12 or something. Yeah. And I, I know who's cast as the main characters. I was like, what am I reading right now? Yeah, no, I think Florence Pugh plays the 12-year-old. She plays the youngest sister, Amy. Isn't she like in her 20s? Yeah. Yeah, that's why it didn't really make sense to me. I thought they were all like, because like obviously they in the movie, they don't directly say how old they are, but there's like a scene where Amy's in school and she's the only one in school. So I thought that she was like in grade 12 and like about to graduate because none of them were in school or I guess Beth got homeschooled in the movie but they didn't really talk about that too much so yeah I just and and because like they're they're called little women so I assumed that meant like 16 plus not 16 and under yeah so yeah I'm happy that I read the book because it cleared some things up for me (laughs) I I also really liked um when Aunt March said to Meg to not like the boy, mm-hmm. John, <laughs> as soon as she said not to, Meg was like, well, now that you told me not to, immediately I will. <laughs> Maybe you're Meg. <laughs> I feel like that might actually make sense. That one specific part of the book, um, I might relate to. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, she is like kind of the more, the most, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the whole point of the book is that everyone's like a little bit of all of them. It's kind of like when you ask like what friend's character you are and you're like, ooh, I don't know. I'm kind of a mix of this one, this one, and this one. 
you know? No? I'd say you're Chandler. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I know I'm Chandler. <laughs> I, I, I hesitated for a minute because you, you said it so confidently because people were like, oh, yeah, you're a mix of all of them. And I was like, mm. no, I think I'm a mix of Chandler and Phoebe. Oh, yeah. All Which right. Not enough. a good mix. <laughs> think of all the issues. <laughs> but I love Chandler and Phoebe, so. That's why you love me, bitch. I think you're a mix of, honestly, Rachel and Monica. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I honestly don't think that's incorrect. <laughs> You just don't like it? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're fucking anal and superficial. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this. I'm totally kidding. Thing. That came out as like such an insult. But <laughs> I like how I just breeze past it. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you're like, it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. We've known each other for 20 years. Literally nothing you can say to me has not been said between us already. Yeah, we know some deep parts of each other's souls. Yeah, we made it through the bullying phase, so oh yeah, we're good. Yeah, fun fact. I bullied Katrina in grade three and she bullied me in grade six. So it's a full... We've got some layers to our friendship. Um... <laughs> Slow burn friendship. <laughs> Also, I think we both have a little bit of Ross in us. Like, just like a splash. <laughs> as, as we drink and say, I'm fine. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's the Ross in us. Everyone has a little bit of Ross in them. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite scene from Friends, is when he was drinking the margaritas and trying to be okay with Rachel and Joey dating. He was like, I'm fine. I don't know why it's coming out all high and squeaky. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I like having friends on as like a background show. Me too. I am like Monica. Yeah, you're very Monica with a little bit of Rachel. And I think I'm very Chandler with a little bit of Phoebe. We're, I guess we're going to get married. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we found the root of the reason we're friends. It shouldn't work, but it does. It does. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is devolving more and more from a book podcast to just us talking. Because like when I was editing the last podcast, it was like 50% talking about the book. random tangents. (laughs) It's it's because in the very beginning, we like genuinely tried to make it about the book. Uh I feel like it felt a little bit more structured for sure. But also a a little bit awkward because it was scripted. Yeah. But (laughs) now I literally come into this with nothing. (laughs) Same. I have like <laughs> these are just my thoughts. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, I will have a couple quotes. I will have a couple important notes, 
but then we can just talk. Yeah, no, because like I think, uh, yeah, I think we definitely tried to make it more book heavy before, like the first few episodes. But it's like we can do both. Yeah, we can do both. Also, I think it it depends on the book how much like we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. This was also like very short. Like this was two hundred pages. So. Anyway, so back to the book. <laughs> do, do you have anything to say on Little Women Part 1? Um, I mean, I think it's cute and whimsical. <laughs> um, Those are the descriptive words for the podcast. <laughs> That's the on title. This, on this cute and whimsical episode of Books and Bevies. Um, honestly, no. I feel like the th- first part of the book I think it's largely set up for the second part oh I did like the ending how it was like because I think she wrote the first part and published it and then wrote the second part and I liked how at the end of the book she was like if you want to know like she basically was like if you want to know what's next buy my book (laughs) like like that last little like weird paragraph thing do you have anything to say? Um, no. I liked it. It was it was a gentle read, not as literature-y as I thought it might be. Mm-hmm. Because in in the section of free books that it is in. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how to find the section anymore, so. Oh, yeah. It's it's under, like, Apple Book Classics. Yes. It's, like, Great Expectations by Charles Dickens, Dracula, Adventure of Sherlock Holmes, The Art of War, Frankenstein, The Odyssey, The Scarlet Letter, Wizard of Oz. Moby Dick, things like that. Mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet. So when, I, when I saw that it was in the section of uh, the Odyssey and some Shakespeare, I was nervous. <laughs> but it's not. But also a- Moby Dick. So that's another like kind of whimsical children's book. How many times? Everyone take a drink every time I say whimsical in this podcast. Hello? Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you said Moby Dick was a children's book. Okay, so no, here's the thing. <laughs> refresh my mind. And I was like, I'm pretty sure i know what moby dick is about but i was maybe i'm thinking about the wrong thing and then i googled it and it's a children's book i'm pretty sure it's a children isn't the whole point he's trying to murder a whale i thought he got eaten by a whale i thought he'd lost like a limb to the whale and then was like out (laughs) for vengeance (laughs) is moby dick a children's Eight and up. <laughs> well, 
also I did actually have some things to say about the book so another thing that I wanted to talk about in regards to Little Women was uh, the fact that I think it's like it really shows I, I remember like thinking about this because again when I knew the names of or not the names when I knew the ages of the characters it put things into perspective a lot because when I watched the movie, I assumed that Meg was like in her early twenties when she was going to like, and like kind of sort of starting to think about marriage, but in reality she was 16 turning 17. And it just like, it really shows how much they put on young people back then to be like literally thinking about getting married at 16. And even with Amy and like, when she was in school and how it was just so strict and she was literally like 12 like it just blows my mind like it was such a different time back then obviously but I was not thinking of marriage when I was 16 my mom told me to think of marriage when I was 14 but whatever mm-hmm. look at me now mom <laughs> almost 25 still unmarried <laughs> a true rebel <laughs> So yeah, that's just another point that I had that I think is like, I don't know. I feel like this is one of those things that I kind of wish I read when I was younger. Why? I feel like I would have enjoyed it more. Honestly, don't know if I would have read it if I started reading the book and saw that it was old English. I'm pretty sure I would have put it down. That's fair. That's fair. I would not have put it down. I would have probably really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think you would have too. Hmm. Final thoughts? Whimsy. (laughs) Any non-sassy final thoughts? (laughs) No, um, I'm excited to read the second half. Mm -hmm. Part two. I hope it's equally whimsical. Okay, stop. Just a few more babies' deaths. <laughs> Maybe another war, and then you'll really like it, won't you? Uh, it's funny because I know what happens in the second part, again, because I watched the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is it whimsy? It's just so many baby deaths. <laughs> That's actually what you're rating these books on. How many baby deaths? It's a very dark turn. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, my final thoughts, thanks for asking, um, would be... I actually didn't care, so that's why I didn't ask. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please tell me. <laughs> share (laughs) oh um yeah I mean I think that I would recommend this book especially if you're into literature um if you're not into literature probably like not your a go-to book but I still think it's a good read um but I feel like we can't fully give like a true rating slash summary until like we're done we're actually like done the book because this is only on part one so yeah that's kind of my final thoughts we'll see what the second part has to offer so if you want to follow us on 
social media. Um, our Instagram and Twitter is at Boke Bevies, B-O-O-K-B-E-V-V-I-E-S. And our email is bookbevies at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Um, and next episode, obviously, is just going to be the second part of Little Women um, by Louisa May Alcott. And I think you already kind of know what to expect because we talked about the book in the last episode and in this episode. So I'm not going to get into it too much. It feels redundant. But thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Okay, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.